too. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of CEN News. As we said in our previous episode, this week's surprise episode is our Women's History Month special. Before we get into that, let's go with Samantha for our daily news update. This weekend, several shootings occurred around the United States. Yesterday morning in downtown Sacramento, six people were shot and killed by multiple suspects as they opened fire. Saturday, there was a shooting in the Dallas concert and another one in the Virginia Mall. One person was found dead and at least 10 others wounded in the Dallas shooting and one person dead and two others injured in the Virginia shooting. Over the weekend, there was a, there was a spread of videos and media that showed hor- horrifying scenes of mass graves and murdered civilians in Ukraine. This drew international outrage and last night, Ukrainian President Zelensky had a virtual appearance at the Grammys where he talked about how music connects the world and asked for the support of Ukraine. After his appearance, John Legend sang free while wearing a blue suit in support of Ukraine. According to the New York Times article, stopping climate change is doable, but there is a limited limited amount of time. Last year, fossil fuel emissions hit a, hit a record high due to the pandemic. Our planet is overheating and is going through climate changes, as we have seen here in Texas, where we experienced freezing temperatures last year and experienced a statewide power outage. Government officials need to prioritize limiting fossil fuel emissions before it is too late. Today, we are celebrating important women in our lives and talking about what makes a great woman role model. A woman that is important in my life is my mom. She immigrated from her home country while she was six months pregnant with me in order to give me and later on my siblings more opportunities. She has told me that she didn't want to move because she knew she was not going to see her family for a while, but she still did because she knew that it was it was what was best for not only me, but herself too. Throughout my life, I have seen her fight and work extremely hard for what she wants, making her my inspiration. She, alongside my dad, have worked hard to make our home the house of our dreams, and they have accomplished this through staying resilient. Now on to Aurelien. For today's middle segment, I'll be talking about my lovely mom, who has inspired me, motivated me, and shaped me into the person I am today. Growing up, we had many financial burdens, which is why... My dad spent most of his time working. My mom never learned how to drive, but that didn't stop her from giving me and my sister the world. My mom learned different metro routes that gave that took us to the park, downtown, the mall, and the movies. She gave us everything when we had nothing. Every fond memory that I had that I have growing up has her in it. Like when she took me and my sister to Thanksgiving parade, when we ate at our first fancy restaurant, or when we went to the Houston Zoo. I'm very thankful towards her. I learned how to be independent because of her. I learned how to love myself because of her, and I also learned how to cherish and value things more. I never realized until now that this whole time she was healing her own inner child. My mom didn't have a childhood. Her duty growing up was being a second mother to her younger siblings while my grandparents worked to provide in such a high poverty country. My mom didn't go to the sc- my mom didn't go to school, and she never went to a park. Nor did she know what happiness felt like as a child. Even though the situation doesn't necessarily involve me, I feel guilty. I tried to do my best to help my mom heal. As me and my sister grew up, we learned how to drive and now we're the ones introducing the world to her. When we see her smile, I smile. There's never a dull moment when I spend it with my mom. My mom is the most caring, loving, funniest person that I know. There's many more adjective there's many more but not enough adjectives that I can say about her. Whenever I'm dealing with a hardship, I imagine her giving me a hug and telling me that everything is gonna be okay. I some I suddenly feel this weight coming off of my chest and my world is ten times brighter. That's what her love feels like. Now on to Ms. DuPont. 
I will also be celebrating my mother for this middle segment that we have. Um, and trying to think of a woman that inspires me, I had a hard time picking somebody that I didn't know, mainly because I grew up with very strong women in my life um, and women who shaped me into who I am today, in particular, my mother. Uh, my mother is the complete opposite of myself. She is independent. She is um, strong. She's hard-headed and very stubborn. And my mother is also one of the hardest working people I have ever met in my entire life. Her family immigrated here from Guatemala when she was only six years old. And my mother became the sole interpreter and essentially success story for my family. And all of the burden of the world was placed on her shoulders in um, essentially being a good role model for her siblings, but also being the one that makes it, you know, in the US that achieves the American dream, right? And so when my grandparents moved her here, um, it was very clear that she was responsible for making sure that everything happened for the family. And her dad worked, but her mom did not. And so my mom had to interpret all of the business things for her dad for a while until they learned English. Um, they didn't have ESL classes. And so she was thrown into a full English speaking classroom at six years old, if you can imagine. Um, and from that point on was responsible for everything, like all the legal documents, um, all the school papers for her siblings. Um, she would come home and help her siblings do their homework. And then she would cook dinner and then she would clean. And she did that her entire life until she graduated salutatorian from her high school. And then um, she was in the top 10% of her graduating class at Baylor. Uh, and she went to Baylor on a full ride. So when I, <laughs> when I thought about um, as a younger young woman trying to meet the bar that my mother set, I always felt that I was never going to measure up to that because I didn't have the same challenges that she did growing up. Um, but it took a long time for me to realize that the lessons that my mother was trying to teach me was not necessarily to like be the best or be perfect, but to have resilience and to have patience and also to have a willingness to push for what I want and to not give up. And I think that that's something that my mother emulates very well. That she has always worked hard and she has always wanted the best for us. And every moment of like frustration or times where her and I didn't always get along, it was coming from a place of like, I know that you can be more successful. You just need to push yourself to get there. Um, and I see myself doing things like that even now as a teacher, like <laughs> telling my students, you know, I know that you can be more successful. You need to, to get to where you, I know you can be. And that that comes from my mom. So if you ever wondered where that mentality comes from, it's from her. Um, and she also, I mean, she, she has taught me how to handle my own problems. Um, she has taught me how to ask for what I want and to never like say, um, to never take anything less than what I hope for. She taught me how to find a good man um, in the sense that like to not settle for anything, to expect the best and only accept the best. And so I think because of that, it has made me a very strong, hard-headed person. Like, um, but I don't think I would have survived my life without it. I think, you know, without her pushing me to be who I was meant to be, I, I don't think I would have succeeded in my job. And I don't think that I would have handled all of the challenges that have been thrown at me. Um, you know, from the time that I left home to today, because I think I've been out of my parents' house for over 10 years at this point. And I, I don't think I would have survived on my own without what she has taught me. So um, 
if she ever hears this. I love you, Mom. And that's that. So I think we, we've each shared about our mothers here as our inspiration for Women's History Month. And what I want to ask the group is, when we looked up to our mothers as women that are role models for us, what are the qualities that we want to emphasize ourselves to be good role models for future generations of women? Um, I think like you mentioned resilience, hmm. because I feel like as women, we are like um, thrown more challenges, I guess, in a way than other people do, especially as like women of color. Hmm. And so I feel like having resilience is a really important quality to have yeah, I, resilience. I think a, a quality would be being strong as in not like physically strong but like well I would say both physically and mentally strong because like in a world where women don't have that many opportunities you're gonna learn that it sometimes might be harder it might be hard for us and we and we might feel like challenged and having like a strong mentality will help you not give up I agree with both of those. And then I also want to throw in the quality of discernment. Y'all know what discernment means? You heard this phrase, no? <laughs> so the, the concept behind discernment is, in the, the simplest way I can put it, is being able to tell when it's the truth and when it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all comes down to reading people. So knowing who your real friends are, knowing who doesn't have your back, and knowing who's kind of out to get you, if you know what I mean. So discernment, it's a skill. I've always, I was always taught that it was a gift, that people were just awarded with this grand idea of discernment. I don't think it's a gift. I think it's a skill. Because I think that as a woman, you will go through so many experiences that will teach you how to tell who you should be around and who you should not. Unfortunately, some of those experiences are really hard and sometimes very heartbreaking, mm-hmm. but it's a necessary skill for adult life, especially when you're on your own, because you don't have as many people in your corner. And so to be able to discern, like, these are my real friends. These are not my real friends. These are the people at work who support me. And these are the people who don't. You can set yourself up better for success to have like a trust circle, right? <laughs> and um help like not fall into situations that you can't get yourself out of Mm -hmm. so i personally i think discernment is a great quality to have what do y'all think about that well i agree with you because i don't know i just feel like like you said women like um we get like thrown more challenges. And so I feel like knowing what who supports you and who doesn't, I feel like there also is a lot of hate between like women. Mm-hmm. So like knowing that or like having that skill would really like help us. Yeah, I agree 100% with that skill. I feel like if you hang out with people who, who like radiate bad energy towards you, it's going to bring you down and you're not going to like, want to do like you're not going to feel motivated or like i don't know how to explain it like you basically need good energies in order to succeed in life and if Mm -hmm. you have that bad energy with you you're not going to like move forward so it's better to get rid of it and like know that 
these people are like bringing me bad energy. Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel like, sorry, I'm going to throw a question at you. Um, Cause you, you brought this up about how there's always a lot of hate between women. Mm-hmm. Why do we think that there always seems to be that kind of tension or hate or competition? Like, why can't we all just unite as women? like it part of it has to do with the fact that we're all working we're all trying to i guess reach our goal in something in a way and so like seeing someone like being more like or i don't know like i don't know how to explain it but it's like seeing someone i guess seem like they have it together kind of makes you feel bad about yourself in a way mm-hmm. and so i feel like like I said earlier, um, because we're all like working to have like reach our goal and whatever whatever our goal is, I feel like yeah, I, I don't know how to explain. It. I don't know how to explain it, but yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like there's competition? Yeah. So like we're all trying to get to the same place, and so some people are willing to step on others to get there. I feel like in a way, yeah. 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 I feel like it also has to do with the standard that people have on women. And if you don't meet that standard, you're going to feel like you're less than the than the other girl who has met that standard. And you're like, why can't I be like her? Like, mm-hmm. like she doesn't like you're just going to spread hate towards that because towards her because you're I kind of like I guess like envious that you're not like her. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And. I also feel like the the all hating is like a it's not just women. I feel like that's everybody in general. Mm-hmm. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I agree with that. I've definitely experienced the competition aspect, um, especially from like really silly fights to really serious ones. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. like you always have the moments where you fight over a guy or fight over somebody, and then. Mm-hmm. You know, you get up into the workplace and all of a sudden you don't necessarily respect your female coworkers the same because everybody's trying to get here. Um, I know my mother has worked for PepsiCo for a long time and she still has not made it to a top level position when she's watched other men around her make it to those same positions a lot quicker. And she's been there for 20 plus years. Um, and so she she would tell she would be the first person to tell you that competition in the workplace between women is um, difficult because you see all these men rising up in the ranks. And so you have all these women fighting for just one spot, whereas all the other men are, you know, moving on up and not having any issues. Um, So I've definitely experienced the competition part. And then I think like, I don't know, I've always wondered when women have friendships with other women, if the same level of competition exists in like having things versus not having the same things and then also like when it comes down to trust you know i i've discovered that sometimes it's hard to trust other women because you don't know if they're going to turn on you to be friends with somebody better or to like move up in some sort of group or something like that and i i've always wondered like what would it be like if we didn't do that 
if we just supported one another and were willing to call each other out on certain behaviors while lifting each other at the same time. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like, I feel I feel like if we all were just like more united, we would have such a more stronger impact as women. Like we can literally get rid of <laughs> I don't know if this is going to sound controversial, but we can literally get rid of, like, all the gender inequality that's, like, in the workplace and stuff like that. Mm. And we can uplift women and support them more. And we don't have to worry about who's, like, who's being fake, who's not being supportive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We remove a lot of drama, for sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any other comments, ladies? Uh, no. <laughs> well, I will end our middle segment then by saying I'm also inspired by the two of you. And I've been very grateful to have been your sponsor for current events and to hear from two young women um, who are quite mature and inspire me daily to be a better person. So thank you for that. You're going to make me cry, Miss. No crying. <laughs> no crying. So we're going to move on so that there's no crying. Um, on to our spooky story that Miss Arelli is going to give us today. So for today's spooky story, we'll be talking about Elizabeth Bathory, and this story is from Insider News. So Elizabeth Bathory used her wealth and position to torture those she considered beneath her, according to the History Channel. Bathory came from a prominent no family in Hungary, and she married into another one who she wed Count Franz Nadasdi in 1575. Sources say she convinced her husband to build a torture chamber in the castle they shared. She said to have killed over 600 girls, mostly aged 10 to 14. After torturing them by jamming pins and needles under the fingernails of her, servants girl, of her servant girls and tying them down, smearing them with honey and leaving them to be attacked by bees and ants. Her powerful position kept her out of prison until 1610 when she moved on from servant girls to targeting the daughters of local nobles. She was convicted for 80 counts of murder in 1611 and confined to a room of the castle that is said to have only had slits for food and air. She died three years later in 1614. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Hold on. We have to pause. Um, I just... For our listeners, I looked over at Sam's face and her eyes were just like, ooh. Um, disclaimer, this is not a woman that you should emulate. <laughs> That's where our skill comes into play. Yeah. Avoid her. <laughs> wow. Okay. That one was crazy. With honey? Yeah. I'm just, my mind is baffled. Okay. I'm sorry, you can move us to our closing. Okay, and now on to Samantha with our closing. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in to today's episode. Today we talked about important women in our lives in celebration of Women's History Month. Next week we will be talking about Easter. See you then. Bye! Bye.